up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hey. And Carrie. What's up? So you'll recall, last episode, I talked about my adventures in, in Persona 5. <laughs> and Micah made a comment. He's like, man, you know, I never finished Persona 5. I thought, of, you know, I kind of want to get back to it, but I had to start it from the beginning. And if I'm going to start from the beginning, like, do I want to get P5 Royal, but I want to pay for it? And I, you know, I let Micah know that it's on sale. And he's like, ah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Well, 15 minutes after the show, I went into my PlayStation <laughs> app. And who's the first person that pops up? <laughs> but Triska Decca currently playing Persona 5 Royal. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Persona 5 is... It could be argued that it is the greatest JRPG of the modern era. I can make an argue, uh, argument for that. And I never finished it because it's because it was like something else came out. And now I'm like, well, <laughs> you're like, I didn't finish it. So let me play I, I a longer it. version of the game. You're, yeah. <laughs> well, I got to finish look, it. Look, it, it, it upgraded. I'm, I'm not going to go back to the to the, the previous one. Yeah. Get out of here. Ro- Royal has I mean, I thought having played through both Vanilla P5 and then Royal all the way through when they both came out. Uh, I thought just even the small quality of life upgrades mm-hmm. for Royal make a huge difference. So yeah. I've so, seen I've seen some of those quality of life upgrades. It's not, it's not enough to get me to want to spend money on this game that I got for free. That's fair. <laughs> but I'm still playing it uh, s- slowly, though. I didn't play much last week. I did get to the where I've arrived at the second palace, basically. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where I'm where I'm at. It's still good. Um, you know, we're really like f- the music in the second palace. Uh, I mean, so far yeah. it's all been it's all been gravy thus far. So I can't imagine Price, that it's going to get. Price is a good song. Yeah. <laughs> it's look. It's it's uh, the one thing I even though I haven't played the game as much last week, I have been listening to the music on loop continually. Oh, um, sorry, not not the. I thought you were at the bank. You're at the museum. Yeah, I'm at the museum. Yeah, it belongs in a museum. Um. It's funny. So, like, I normally like listening to covers of video game songs. I think that other musical artists have interesting, you know, takes on, uh, you know, these songs that are in the genre. Um, No, like like the OST versions are the superior versions of these songs in every way, shape or form. Like like there like there's no interpretation of a P5 cover that I've heard that I'm like, well, this is better on par with the original. No, it's it's the original is 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 tip top like you're not gonna talk i don't know i thought my arrangement of beneath the mask was pretty fucking the arra- good the arrangement's good but you know it's it's like i'm talking about like the genre bending like kind oh of, sure kind of yeah I, yeah that's the, fair. the only the only thing that is really good when it comes to like genre bending stuff uh go check out like if you haven't yet chiptune versions of Perf- or persona 5 soundtrack songs they're amazing like it's incredible. Like like you're just like man. Like if only, like what if we had video game music like this back in the back in the night early nineties? It'd be it'd be incredible. Um, where else Persona Five is actually excellent is I finally found the ideal usage case for playing games on my phone because playing P Five on my iPhone with my Backbone controller was actually really really good. Because it because it's a well think about it it's it's a turn based JRPG you do not need twitchy you, it's literally reflexes. broken up into days yeah you like, can just like yeah 
it's, play, it's, it's a game you can play for 15 minutes it at is, a time. It is cons- it, which, which is why they should... I don't know why they haven't put the fucking thing on Switch. It's not like it couldn't handle it. They put the game on PlayStation 3. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's like... it's it. You can pick it up and put it down. Looks It looks great on the phone. Um, sounds good in AirPods, as, as it, do look, all the things. Yeah. It's why Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden on PSP and Vita, respectively, mm-hmm. were both as big successes as they were and both considered to be the best versions right. of those titles. Well, and it it defeats the one problem that you have when you're using remote play, and that is just the very minuscule, but depending on the game you're playing, very noticeable uh, input lag. In a JRPG that's not real-time combat, you don't notice that at all. Like it, it just plays how it's supposed to play. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Like, like that's probably the best. Like playing my console on a mobile experience that I've had so far. Um, what is not a great experience in terms of console gaming on your mobile uh, is using XCloud over a 4G connection. At least for right now. At least for right now, because again, it's still in beta. It's not fair to cast, you know, long-ranging projections on on where it's at right now because it's beta. But in beta, it's not great. Not great. Mm-hmm. Which, again, thinking cloud streaming, like streaming stuff in, which is essentially a video connection of sorts, you think would be fine. Like you think it'd be no worse than YouTube, right? Like you might expect some input lag. So I started playing Monster Train on Xbox Live, another one of those roguelike deck building games that's out there that I just can't seem to get enough of. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the game yet because it's okay. I heard a lot of really good things on PC, but it's it's fine. It's definitely not like top of the genre. But playing it over mobile, I figured like if any game would be okay, like a turn like a you know game where you're just picking cards and selecting and pressing a button to confirm and stuff like that would work well. It does not. Um so if you have XCloud right now, Wi-Fi only I would recommend. And even then, um, while the video connection and the input lag has been okay over Wi-Fi, there's some, like, major audio issues going on with xCloud where you get, like, a lot of audio popping and crackling and stuff like that. And I'm willing I'm willing to bet that they're going to sort that out eventually. Um, but it's just not a great experience right now. So the one place that I haven't tried xCloud yet is on my Mac. And I'm really hoping – that at least on the Mac, it's it's a good experience. Because if it's not, then I'm going to be forced to buy an Xbox. <laughs> and I really don't want to have to do that. Because again, like I said, there seems to be a lot of really good games that are coming exclusively to Xbox in the next year or so that I would really <laughs> like to play. Um, Kind of getting interested tangentially. In Elden Ring, only because I'm being bombarded by <laughs> Souls content from YouTube channels that I watch. Right now. <laughs> and I don't want to buy Demon Souls on PS5 because I know that that game will be a PlayStation Plus game at some point. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. What I was thinking about doing eventually, once I maybe get done Persona, is maybe checking out a game I already own in Bloodborne. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. But I feel I feel strengthened. Like I feel strengthened to take on a Souls game because all these games that people say are like really difficult, I've now been playing, and I'm like it's difficult, but it's not like crushingly difficult. 
none of those games are impossible. Yeah. A lot of it is a lot of it is old school pattern recognition. Right. And I'm an old man, so it's fine. Like like it works it works totally. I played those if games. If you can before. if you can if you can go from Glass Joe to Mike Tyson, you can beat you can get the you can get through one of those games. Yeah. It's just pattern recognition. They're, the they're, like I said, they're oh. very intimidating. And then, and then when you talk, when you talk to some people, they're just like, nah, like it, like it's high barrier of entry. Once you get kind of get into it, it's it's good. That's so. what my husband keeps telling me. He's yeah. like, you should play Dark Souls, and I'm like, mm. you know what's you know what's ironic is that you probably would be fine at them because I feel like if you're good at Monster Hunter, like you can probably be good at a Souls probably. game. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like yeah. I feel like Monster feel Hunter. Like I keep being told it's like Souls, except oops, all bosses. Like, yeah. So. So how many how many hours did you have to put into uh, SMT Nocturne to to polish that off? Um, so that's a game I played in like really small spurts. Uh-huh. Thirty five hours. That's not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Like the the mainline SMT games are not nearly as long as um, Persona. As Persona, yeah. right? Uh, I did finish Nocturne. I finished it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that game is still really good. It's still definitely a one of these generational JRPGs. Um I still think it is a remarkably low effort release from Atlas, given that they did not uncompress any of the music and they did not upres any of the cutscenes, including gotta, the cu- It's gotta be disappointing when you get to the end of the game and get a nice four eighty P yeah uh, yeah (laughs) yeah just not great like a lot of hmm. Uh, i i opted there's six possible endings there is uh the three reasons that you can choose to back or if you choose to back two or more of them or none of them you can opt for either the freedom ending the demon ending or the true demon ending the true demon ending being the most difficult one to get because you have to go through like a whole extra dungeon where Dante from the Devil May Cry series shoots at you in a hallway. That's fun. He fucking chases you around and he shoots at you if you get too close to him. Um, I went for the freedom ending, but I do have a second save that will allow me to go back and get the true demon ending because I defeated all of the fiends, including Trumpeter, that cheap motherfucker. Uh, and uh, yeah, I basically, I, I, opted not to do the labyrinth of amala dungeon i just wanted to finish the game because i didn't want to start the new jrpg that i got which is monster hunter stories 2 um i didn't want to start that until i finished nocturne so i was just like i'm just gonna get the freedom ending i will go back and do all the true demon ending shit later because i'm set up to do it um but yeah nocturne's still good nocturne is another one of these games that people say are it's like really difficult and really punishing and like i definitely had points in that game where the game just decided like no you're dead now like because it just does that but the the mot fight the the infamous mot fight um where he notoriously will use the smooth beast eye to give himself an extra turn over and over and over again and then boost his attack to full and then use the megado spell to wipe your whole party mm-hmm. um i beat him in two turns and i wish i had recorded it because i knew he was weak to electric so i used the electric attack shocked him mm-hmm. which meant that every physical attack after that counted as a crit which gave me an extra turn so i was hitting him eight times mm-hmm both times 
and I just knocked him out. Like he, he didn't do anything. I yeah. was like, wow. By by the way, that was it, speaking of since we're since we're still in the like in the in the Shimnigami Tensei land. Um, that was not a welcome surprise. Like the first time that an enemy got to like do a one more on me. Yeah, like, I'm it just goes like, both oh, ways. you can do this too. <laughs> yeah. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. Like the, why you tried to hit me? Yeah, it's it's referred to in the in the mainline SMT games as the press turn system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just call it one more in the Persona games these days. But uh, yeah, that they can do it right back to you. <laughs> uh, and uh, that the game will absolutely be like, oh, I see you're weak to force damage. Eat shit and die, buddy. Like. Yeah. No, it's like 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 the amount of times that some of my characters have been just one shotted um, is shocking. It, like I said, it, like like it seems it's almost like you have to kind of relearn how to play JRPGs in a sense. It's it's almost as if they made a JRPG that's like that's like a Devil May Cry game of sorts, where you, where it's like like your combat encounters take like two seconds and they only last like a couple volleys and that's it. Like like it's like it's like throw it's like launching the cannonballs over the wall essentially. And if you get hit, well, you're gonna die. So that's yeah. that's just kind of how it goes. Um, can I also tell you that I hate this day and age that we live in, where if you just get curious about a subject, the internet's like. Hey, you want to learn all about this stuff? Look, I see you're playing Persona. You want to check out this anime shit? I'm like, no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. Like, I get that I'm watching some Persona videos on YouTube and then I'm listening to the soundtrack. That's as far as I want to go. Yeah. Well, too bad. Just put up. Put up uh, the wall. Here's the thing: you should listen to the Nocturne soundtrack. It's yeah. very different. It is the same composer, I believe. It is still uh, Shoji Meguro. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, there's there's some bops in there, some different. Well, different well look, like bops. I said, I've I've listened to some of the Persona like four soundtrack and three Persona soundtrack. Persona four's got a great soundtrack. Persona I mean, three's got a great soundtrack. All you need to do is turn me on to it. Like like if I find a if I find a game whose soundtrack I like, I will seek out stuff from that composer and see what else. Shoji Maguro does really good work. Yeah, uh, he's unique. Yeah, he's unique. Look, so. uh, Nocturne. Uh, I don't know if I just got smarter or if I just remembered a lot of shit from the first time I played that game, like mm-hmm. 11 years ago. Um, but I didn't find it that difficult this time. <laughs> but if you're playing it fresh, um, it's probably going to beat your ass and it's not going to be a super enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, the game's definitely been on sale. You can get it for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's worth 40 bucks. So Very good. Uh, it's a good thing too, because well, so th- so this week has like one very big game, which is a remake, and it has one game that's very that's a good game that's going to appeal to like a few people that mm-hmm. that care about such a thing, and then Space Jam: A New Legacy, obviously, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of stuff that I don't know anything about, quite frankly. So uh, we'll start with stuff coming out today as we're recording this Tuesday: Curve Space on Switch, Outsider Afterlife on PC. And where the heart leads on PlayStation on Wednesday, Skydome and Space Punks come to PC. On Thursday, Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective comes to Switch. Ragnarok, not Ragnarok, but Ragnarok VR wow. comes to PlayStation or PC VR platforms. Uh, the aforementioned Space Jam: A New Legacy, the game, 
comes to PC and Xbox. Like, if you needed a reason to get on your Game Pass subscription now, it's got to be <laughs> to play Space Jam, A New Legacy of the Game. Uh, Train Life comes to PC. And then on Friday, F1 2021, a game that I would actually really like to get into, but I, I do not have the time to play a sports sim, uh, comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, because they're very good. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword comes to Switch, the remake. Restless Night comes to PC, or sorry, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Stack Up or Dive Trying comes to PC. And Within the Blade comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. A lot of stuff that I have never heard of. Um, Micah, if if Space Jam, A New Legacy of the Game is on Game Pass, will you play it? Uh, you know what? I'll 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 play it for like five minutes. I'm looking at it, and I, you know it's a it's it's a Space Jam game starring a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You would think that it would be a basketball game, but it is not. I, I've, is I've a, heard I've heard it's akin to Chaos in the Windy City. It is it is a side scrolling beat 'em up. Yeah, it's it's Chaos in the Windy City starring LeBron James. Yeah, um, Chaos, Chaos in the Windy City. For those who don't know, who are too young, was a SNES game. Uh, that was a side-scrolling beat-em-up starring Michael Jordan. And yeah, he, had, and he yeah. had many different basketballs that would be like different elements. Like he had a fire basketball and like an ice basketball and, and things of that nature. For some reason, Lola Bunny is hitting people with like a frying pan. Like, <laughs> all right, like you desexualize. Why wouldn't That's you great, just? But like, why does he have a frying pan? Yo, because like, I, Looney Tunes. But I guess. I mean, she's got a she's got a gun that shoots a boxing glove. How about we just keep that? Look, I don't know, man. I um, I don't know. Why wouldn't you just make NBA Jam but with Looney Tunes characters? Yeah, like why wouldn't it just be a basketball game? Why because wouldn't it be NBA Jam if they made an NBA Jam esque game and it was Space Jam? I would be furious. If you're gonna make Why? NBA Jam, just make I love NBA the original Jam. Space Jam. Very unironically. That being said, I was a child when that movie. What released. the movie? Uh, yeah, you had. Uh, what were you two? I was older than two. Well, that were, does I not were, help you, you at all. Space, Space Jam came out in 1996, so I was six. Nah, yo, you got to be younger than that. You got to be younger than four to appreciate that movie because that movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> I had a good time, and yet, and, yet, and yet somehow Bill Murray was coaxed to be in that movie. How did how did Bill Murray agree to be in that? Movie? Uh, yes, my, my my good friend Bill Murray was in Space Jam. Jesus Christ! Um, go to uh, densepixels.com slash fans to go to uh, our Discord. Uh, when you do that, when you go to densepixels.com slash fans, you'll get an invite, and uh, you can hang out with all the people in there. Um, Discord's kind of nice. Uh, I, I would like to use it for, you know, uh, uh, the other features that it has. Mm-hmm. But for what we're doing right now, I like it See, a here, lot. Here, here's what I like. Like, it's 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 like low. It's low impact. You don't feel like, you know, compelled, like to log in every five minutes to look at stuff. You don't have to. There's not nearly as much like comment threading, which some people really like, but you know, I feel I feel like that just gets you on the platform more. Uh, there's a higher variety of different reaction uh, things you could do, some of which are quite hilarious, including the custom ones in the Nerdpocalypse uh, Discord channel. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, go to dunspixels.com slash fans to get invited into our Discord. And while you're on the Internet, I know that, you know, most people only have a limited amount of time to actually be on the Internet. So while you're on the Internet, go to YouTube.com slash DensePixels and subscribe. Uh, and since you're just like throwing out subscriptions, like like uh, like a drug dealer throwing out turkeys at Thanksgiving, uh, subscribe to all of the TNP shows <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. That was a thing. That was that was a thing back in in the uh, in uh-huh. the 80s and 90s. Was it? Um, yeah. To into so the drug dealers would ingratiate themselves in the community so that you know. Oh yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Look at uh, watch uh, New Jack City and um, okay. <laughs> and uh, what was that movie starring Denzel Washington? Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, they had drug dealers just handing out turkeys, man. Just just because that's what they do. Uh, subscribe to all the TMP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, where we are uh, doing Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, not Guess Who. Guess who's coming to dinner? Mm. Uh, coming distractions and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. If all that podcasting is 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 not enough, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium and for five dollars a month or fifty dollars for the full year, that's a savings of two months. You get two months free doing that. You can access the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, which uh uh, we are in the middle of our Metal Gear Solid retrospective, uh, upstage conversation, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Now, look, I talked to Jay yesterday, mm-hmm. and I asked him to have the show ready today at a time that I will be able to listen to it. And, of course, Jay being the person who does a half-assed job, he only got it up today, but he didn't get it up before we started. It, it literally so, posted it like pretty much as we started hitting record. Because podcast. because that's just how he is. That is how he is. So I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, and you can listen to it by going to densepixels.com slash premium. I will tell you with look forward this week. If you are a premium member, the last 25 minutes of the show are high hilarious uh, because of the <laughs> this week is stupid story that had probably the most mileage of any this week is stupid story has ever had um in 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 the world in the history of the show so we'll see uh so the 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 modern assassins creed games to me are kind of like live service games that just aren't that just don't have other actual people in them like mm-hmm. with the amount of content that they have and how much there is to do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess Ubisoft decided like we're just going to drop the pretext essentially because they've announced according to – well, they haven't announced this. Bloomberg is reporting, so you know it's got to be good, uh, that the next Assassin's Creed game in the franchise is going to unfold across multiple historical settings and receive persistent updates. So essentially it's going to become a live service game. Uh, in and of itself, Ubisoft did then confirm the story later. Uh, they're developing what they're calling Assassin's Creed Infinity, which they're saying is, quote, a collaborative cross-studio structure between Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec. It will guide, grow, evolve, and define the overall future of Assassin's Creed that includes an important upcoming 
early in development project with the Assassin's Creed Infinity uh, code name. Uh, Micah, you and I like this series quite a bit, especially the modern turn mm-hmm. that they've taken. Uh, becoming sprawling open world RPGs. So so they went from being just sandbox action games to Witcher-esque, Skyrim-esque sized role-playing games to now uh, live service games. Does this excite you? Like, are you excited for this development to see what it has to bring for us? Or do you kind of just prefer where the franchise is sitting right now? Uh, I, I think you put it well when you said that they're essentially live service games to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, now anyway, with uh, the amount of DLC that is prevalent in these games, uh, particularly like day one stuff like, oh, here's a time saver. Here's this. Here's that. Like, it's all this stuff that you can that you have the option to purchase. Right. And like, that's like one of the things with the live service games is how do we get you to keep spending money? Mm -hmm. They, uh, they have it, they have everything. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a fully stocked store with a bunch of different options for things that you can spend your real life, real money bucks on. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I'm curious about, the the jumping historical settings mm. um but I, i'm also worried that it, it's not that the assassin's creed stories uh, i i follow like you know a bible it, it's it's more like i follow them like the actual bible you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> like i kind of know what's going on but like i'm not beholden to i mean it. it's in in fairness i think the actual bible might be a mo a more coherent consistent story <laughs> than the assassin's creed overarching uh story that uh, yeah yeah so it, the story is already kind of muddled the, at least the the overarching one when you when you drill down to each specific games story all right that's fine but i can't imagine they're going to be really hyper focused on it mm-hmm. I, I i'm curious from that aspect how this is going to work uh just like i'm curious with all this um like is it going to be like avengers where you know every couple of months you'll have a self-contained story that takes a couple of hours to to get through mm-hmm. what's gonna what are you going to be doing during the downtime what are you going to be doing in between major content updates? So this, so this is my fear, right? Because like I'm, I'm of two minds about this. So my one, my one mind says, huh, this is interesting. Like pretty much every live service game that exists that's popular is like a shooter of some kind, um, mm-hmm. is you know, or a battle royale or or this or the other thing. So doing this, a third person action game that's very stealth driven and things of that nature. Could be cool. Like you get to go around with your friends, be an assassin together. Like it's kind of an expansion of what we saw in like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Assassin's Creed like Revelations to an extent. Um, you could be going around these like giant open landscapes and have all sorts of fun shit to do. And and imagine doing like, you know, more expanded versions of like the sieges that, you know, Valhalla had like with your friends and, and things of that nature and going through these like cool story arcs and and stuff like that. What I'm afraid it's going to devolve into is 
like you said, like Avengers, like here's some story content that we kind of drip out slowly. But most of what you're doing is like the side questy kind of stuff that you get in the Assassin's Creed games, which is fine in moderation, but it's not fun to grind on, which is another fun feature of the live service ecosystem is a lot of grinding for XP and loot yeah. and items and and things of that nature. And then does this game become a looter? Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey was kind of a looter. And then Assassin's Creed Valhalla kind of kind of pulled back on that and and is not as much of a like looter as 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 Odyssey was, for example. Um so I'm interested. But at the same time, I feel like that there was a kind of cool cuz like The Witcher like in games like The Witcher and Skyrim and all these other like grand like but contained open world games don't come around very often and it was kind of cool getting something of that caliber reliably every couple of years with with the Assassin's Creed franchise and I feel like that I will miss that because I really have enjoyed you know getting into the worlds of Odyssey and and more to the point Valhalla which you know I sunk 80 hours into in like a month like like that's like that's not an insignificant amount of time and I might go back to eventually at some point, like once the once more the DLC comes out, then uh, I might actually dive back into that game when I get a chance. Um, I think we're also just kind of preconditioned to knee jerk, you know, kind of like wins at the live service, you know, thing. Like, yeah. I feel like that, that might be like the season passive of today's nomenclature in yeah, a lot like of ways. I can, like, I can be real cynical and just be like, no, nah, this is just another greedy corporation trying mm-hmm. to, you know, squeeze every single dollar I have. But, like, that's been the Assassin's Creed franchise for quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really concerned about what you're going to be doing. Um, like, the Assassin's Creed multiplayer in, in a couple of games ago, that was really fun. But this seems like a game where you, you're going to be able to grief a yeah. lot if if it's just a bunch of random people uh in an open world playing and um and i can see that really really turning me off yeah. so i'm curious to see what they look i'm not writing this off mm-hmm. uh because i'm i have a I, I have a i'm a fan of this franchise but um yeah i i'm gonna need a little bit of convincing just a little bit not even a lot now, Carrie, I'm curious because I know I know you're not an Assassin's Creed player, and Correct. I also know that just it being a live service game would not be anything to entice you. However, I I am now aware that you are able to be swayed <laughs> into games that you might not necessarily have dove into yourself uh-huh. by by good word of mouth. Yeah, because you're playing Final Fantasy 14. Yes. Which apparently is that. like the big thing now. Like everyone's playing FF. Oh yeah, we're going to get back. We're going to we're going to touch on that later in news. Yes. Yeah. Um so if let, let's say this goes live service. No. Even mm-hmm. if like me and Mike were like come on, you got to get in there. It's on sale. It's like 20 bucks. Like, you know, let's 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 fucking go. Let's fucking mount up and get our cloaks on and run around and and stabby people, you know, with our hidden blades. <sighs> I feel like You're, this opens the door for you. I feel like it opens, it, it, it does it opens a little the door bit. in a way that I've you would I played an Assassin's before. Creed game yeah. before. I played a couple of the early ones. I played like one and two. Um, and that was about it. Um, look, what? as as with any 
kind of multiplayer experience Mm -hmm. i need to have like a crew of people already established being like this is good and we're just gonna we're gonna gently carry you into this and get you used to it and then we're gonna take your training wheels off and you can you can ride into the sunset on your own um like none of these none of the styles of any of these other you know live service games Mm -hmm. looter shooters have ever appealed to me like destiny never appealed to me mm. um well you're not you're not a really a shooter player play. that much i play fallout and that's about <laughs> it yeah, come on what uh what historical setting would get you to be like would be would be the one that was just <laughs> like maybe i will give this a shot Assa- assassin's creed canto that's, I would, would be, be interested in in like <laughs> you know feudal Japan or ancient Egypt. I've always been a bit of like a oh they e- are e- Egyptian lore. Yeah, I know. I, I, I haven't played that. I haven't played that game. <laughs> I have no interest in it. Um, yeah, I mean it. If it comes out and it's great, and you guys are like, hey, you should do it. Maybe I will. Who knows? But like, I I I've never gotten into like a big multiplayer game on my own. Like there's yeah. always been someone else who's been like, come on, you can do it. We got you. And now I'm like, you know, I picked up a tank class in final fantasy 14. Cause I finally, finally finished the fucking main scenario of uh realm reborn. Um, so I, I unlocked the dark Knight class and that's been a lot of fun so far, but yeah, I mean, if it's good, it's good. If it's good and I have people to play with, then maybe I'll pick it up. But yeah. it, it would never be something I would buy on launch. The the problem is, like I said, the, the, the biggest fear I have, and I just thought about this as we were talking about it, is Ubisoft is not doing this because they're like, ah, we can make the Assassin's Creed franchise better. They're coming right. at this from the standpoint <laughs> of how can we keep people playing Assassin's Creed as much as possible? And that's yeah. never good. Because that just leads to, you know, very shitty like carrot stick mechanics and, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that can wear on you over time. So we'll see. Um, I'm not going to write it off, obviously, but I'm very curious to see what ends up happening here. So uh, I'm I'm happy to report that I found a kindred spirit in Hideo Kojima. Uh, <laughs> for the last several weeks, I've railed against the emergence of the director's cut uh, editions of games that are now coming out because I think it's a stupid term to use for video game. And Hideo Kojima agrees because he said, quote, a director's cut in a movie is an additional edit to a shortened version that was either released reluctantly because the director did not have the right to edit it or because the running time had to be shortened in the game. It is not what was cut, but what was additionally produced that was included. So in my opinion, I don't like to call it a director's cut. So I would advise Hideo Kojima to perhaps take it up with the head of Kojima Production Studios <laughs> to possibly change the name of the Death Stranding director's cut to something else, since he obviously does not want to call it that. <laughs> uh, look, um, I understand his logic. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a director's cut is is because something was cut and now this is my addition. Ain't nothing cut here. In fact, I'm going to add more stuff to it. 
So I'll just call it like Death Stranding Bloated Edition. <laughs> Death Stranding Distended Edition or something like that. Like, for it, for the record, his suggested name is arguably worse and equally at least equally as stupid. Because he wants to call it the plus. Director's Plus Edition. And at, least, and at least it makes more literal sense than director's cut but yeah yeah but like the article says right like he he's come up with terms like transferring like like i figured he would come up with something a little more catchy than just directors no plus. actually for the guy that came up with transferring directors plus is pretty much on brand with with the extent <laughs> of his uh creativity when it comes to naming things so um guys it's been a really like shitty week to be someone that enjoys soccer quite a bit so i talked about this unless you're a fan of italy only if you're a fan of italy (laughs) i am surprised you're a big fan of italy and and even then like if you are just a fan of soccer like like the culture of soccer this week has been bad has been real bad bad Um, i talked about this on look forward Right out the gate. So even if you only listen to the free episode, you can get my thoughts on it. Um, the European Championship was over the weekend. Uh, England was playing Italy. I didn't have a rooting interest, uh, but the game went to penalties, and England had three penalty takers all missed their penalties, which cost them the game. And I said, man, that sucks, especially because the last guy that took a penalty was like 19 years old. I was like, man, what a spot for that kid to be put in. I feel really bad for him. And then I went on Twitter after the fact, and a lot of like progressive like soccer pundits was like, fuck, these guys are going to get like so much racial abuse heaped on them. And it then occurred to me, I was like, oh, shit, all three guys that miss penalties are black. And sure enough, the racial abuse was hard and fast, swift, and it was gross. And I felt really shitty about that. And England should be fuck like like people in England should feel mortified for the first, the people that participated in it, obviously, but also their compatriots for like having that be the knee jerk reaction. And I'm not like trying to disperse all English folks, but like I, I feel bad. Like even listeners of the show, all, even like I was talking to on Twitter this weekend, they're like, "Man, it's, it's a really fucking shit time to be a black Brit right now." And I'm like, "I get it. I fucking get it. It's terrible." Um, a story that flew under the radar was the dropping of uh. Uh, Barcelona star and French national player uh, Antoine Griezmann uh, after from his Konami contract. So Konami obviously makes the Pro Evolution Soccer Series. Uh, They have a contract with Barcelona Football Club uh, and with a lot of their individual players to promote the game. Well, a video surfaced from 2019 where he and a teammate of his on Barcelona, uh, Usman Dembele, uh, were shown mocking... Uh, Asian hotel staff on video. And so Konami, a Japanese company, saw this and swiftly uh, dropped Antoine Griezmann uh, from his contract. And then here's the part that pisses me off the most about this story is that both he and Usman Dembele went on Instagram and so Usman Dembele was like, so the, the video was recorded in Japan. That's why the host, the hotel staff that they were making fun of right there was Asian. Um, and they were making fun of them in a very racially charged manner. I haven't seen the video because it got pulled down over the weekend, but 
apparently not great. Uh, Usman Dembele said, well, this took place in Japan, but it could have taken place anywhere on the planet, and I would have used the same exact expression. I was not targeting any community. I just used this type of expression with my friends regardless of their origins. Like the classic, you know, like, oh, I don't have racist intent, so I can't be racist kind of thing. Usman Dembele, a black man, by the way, which I find... Well, we saw the amusing. exact I'm, same I'm fucking surprised. thing with Stephen A. Smith yeah, we, uh, regarding Shohei Otani this week. So, uh... yeah, absolutely, 100%. And, and Stephen A. Smith, to his credit, was fucking. No, not to anyone's fucking well... credit. He, he, he got called out by a billion people yes. online. And first he doubled down on it. It was like, well, I didn't mean anything by it. And then I'm sure someone went to him and was like, you got to say something or we're going to have to pull yeah, you off the air. Mickey Mouse did. Like, yeah. Get your ass. Well, well, but not, but not only did he apologize, but he also let himself get fucking crapped on first take for about 20 minutes today in the wake of it. I'm not like, get, I'm not throwing flowers at he Stephen sucks. A. Smith. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not throwing flowers at his feet. I'm just saying at least he didn't try to like, like dig his heels in and was like, fuck y'all. Like I, like I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, saying this. So Griezmann uh, basically took the don't believe your lying eyes uh, stance on it, uh, saying I've always been against all forms of discrimination. Uh, people have wanted to paint me as someone that I'm not. I firmly refute the accusations made against me, and I'm sorry if I've offended any of my Japanese friends. So wait, you you refute the fact that you did it, but you're apologizing to to your Japanese friends that uh that you did it. Like, you're on video, bro. <laughs> like 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 you're on video. So Konami's pissed off about this. Uh, Barcelona's apparently pissed off about this. So. He'll get a firm talking to. Nothing will actually happen. Antoine Griezmann is one of the best uh, forwards in the world. So obviously, like, Barca's not going to – they might fine him or something or maybe even suspend him for a game. But the punishment will not be – will not be will not be harsh on him. Um, again, don't be racist. It's not fucking hard. It's not hard. Like, it's really not hard. And, I and, and you know, there are people that will be quick to flock in and be like, well, you know, culture in Europe? No. Culture in Europe may be different, but racism – is wrong everywhere, and you're old enough to fucking know that. Antoine Griezmann is not, you know, like like he's a woke. I don't know if he's a woke guy, but he's young. Like he's of a generation that was brought up, hopefully understanding that racism isn't cool. So, like the dude's like 29 years old. Like it's not like there's no fucking. It's to this shit. I I don't know the the amount of. Again, like the amount of racism towards Asians that we've seen from black people recently boggles my fucking mind um it doesn't boggle my mind at all like black people black people uh we're not all the same you know know. across races no no race is a monolith but but like niggas are a problem yo and i (laughs) like they just sometimes they really are and and it's not uh the some of the stuff that I hear from people who look like me, I'm just like, yeah, come on, yo, like, like you of all people should know, right? Like you see what you see what is happening. That's why. That's why I, I never, never understand why minorities hate other minorities. I, I would never understand why black people have this issue with gay people. Well, religion, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we know why right. it's because right. it's because but, it but it doesn't make sense, right? I don't understand why why black people don't like brown people, brown people don't like yellow people, like 
all that stuff, man. I, I will never understand it because it's it's just like it it is happening to you and it's happening to people that look like you. Right. Like what what struck me so hard about Stephen A. Smith's Otani comments mm-hmm. is how he was like, what did he what did he say? English. What did yeah, he, he was like, this guy is supposed to be like the, the face of baseball and he doesn't even speak English and, you know, that that sort of yeah, thing. And it's just right, like, how is that any different from some fucking white yokel down in Alabama complaining that the, the guy at the 7-Eleven doesn't speak English? Like, plus, yeah. not 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 only not only that, but it, that that comment is especially tone deaf when it comes to baseball, because you could argue most of them don't speak English, a, but not even that. But just on a like, where is on a per capita basis? Because obviously, like raw numbers, of course, the U.S. But right. on a per capita basis, I would argue that baseball is much more popular in Asia than it is in the U.S. It it's is much more popular in Central in Central America than it is in the U.S. Yeah, and those are not English first speaking countries, right? So just, the biggest just, just stars in yeah. the game. Shohei Otani. Um, Plus, you know, Shohei Otani, not the first Asian star that couldn't not, speak not English. Not the first universal. Look yeah. at Ichiro. Ichiro needed a fucking translator his entire career, and he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Period. Like, I, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. Um, I need people across all races, genders, sexual orientations to fucking do better you know I, like you're not going to change people's you're not going to change people's like you're, you're not going to change their um their the their habits right you're not going to change the thought process it's very difficult to do that particularly with like late 20s early 30s like you kind of set your ways but i'm hoping you can at least change the behavior mm-hmm. like just shut up like, just don't like, just don't like you can have all the fucked up thoughts. That you shouldn't. You can have all the fucked up thoughts in your head. You shouldn't. But you really shouldn't. But like, don't at least don't act on at the very least. Like, that's the that's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I don't <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand it. One. There's one other thing that I simply uh, am, am, am puzzled by. Mm-hmm. And and I it is it is, uh, I I just don't understand why Brad keeps bringing politics into video games. I don't know <laughs> why you're a. I, it's, the, it's 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 as if it's unavoidable. It's so. Weird. <laughs> it's as if it's as if we can't help it uh, because politics <laughs> just happens to like stick its head up like hey over here. <laughs> I just like I said I. I'm just the gall of like tweeting the things that were being tweeted at like Marcus Rashford and 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 Saka and and Jaden Sancho. Like I understand like anonymity is a fucking hell of a hell of a shield. But I would be mortified that people that I know would see that. Like like mm-hmm. like you may be anonymous, but like people that know you still can see like your screen name and see what you're tweeting out there. See your face, right? Like, yeah. Like, like, 
Come on, like, man. Like, like, do you like, like, is your shame, is your level of shame really so non-existent that you're just like, I don't care if people see this. Like, really? Like, that's how you. That's like that. Like, whether you whether you are racist or not, like, you want that public perception. Like, you're proud of your racism that you're gonna tweet fucking like monkey emojis to a fucking black player. Like, is that seriously something that you're gonna fucking do? Like, and that's the thing, man. Like, I used to believe that, like, one of the ways that we can. F- like try to fight racism is to shame people right to make them to make them feel othered Mm -hmm. like they're othering other people you know to give them but like it doesn't work anymore well and and that's been like that's been a a problem of general conservatism and how things have been heading in the world like not just the u.s like with the but just general you know worldwide right-wing politics has been encouraging people that follow that belief system to be proud of the things that they believe, which is insane considering what it is that they're, that they're, you know, showing pride about. So I don't get it. Um, but the trivia, the very trivial cherry on top of the shit soccer Sunday, uh, was, it was an- announced by EA that, uh, this year in with FIFA 22, the only people that will be able to get a free, Next gen upgrade for FIFA 22 will be the people that buy the $90 ultimate edition of FIFA 22. So if you buy, so if you, if you can't get a PlayStation five or a series X because they're fucking impossible to find, they're making you pay more for the, they game are making front. you buy and, and you buy just the regular yeah. edition, then enjoy paying another $70 to get the regular edition on PS five. When you finally procure one, even though, like, like, remember last year when they were like, oh, like, we'll let you upgrade, but only if you buy the game between this certain time and you upgrade by this time. We were like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, yeah, you're right. Like, we're fucking, we're fucking up. Let's just do a free upgrade all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> How do they think this isn't going to backlash them? And then the other fun FIFA news that has a lot of people in a tizzy is that apparently the PC version of FIFA 22 is going to now be a legacy edition. And for those that don't know what the FIFA legacy edition is, it's called here. We're going to take FIFA 21, not make any changes, upgrade the rosters. And here you go. There's your game. It's what they've been doing on the switch since FIFA 17 came out. Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Thanks. EA. sports games. Thanks. EA. Uh, You guys are truly the most benevolent uh, of all video game companies out there. Um, speaking of internet explosions. Yeah, this happened. Today. I <laughs> was blindsided, <laughs> blindsided by the amount of exuberant tweets, posts, whatever. Yeah. About the announcement of Nickelodeon all-star brawl. Which is a shameless, shameless. Yeah, Smash I'm looking at the trailer now. Yeah, <laughs> it's Smash Brothers. It's Smash Brothers, with, but Nickelodeon with characters. Nickelodeon and you know characters. what? I'm fucking here for it because they're going all the way back to like day one Nickelodeon content. Because Nickelodeon, I believe, when it debuted, it had three shows, and they were Ren and Stimpy, Doug, and Rugrats. We don't have any Doug characters in there, and that that might be a rights issue, but. Um, yeah, yeah, because all, all, all I've ever wanted to do is play a Skeeter in in a, in a Smash Brothers club. So, like, you've got some newer characters. You've got some characters from the Loud House, and I don't even know what the hell that is. But you've got <laughs> Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. You've got Oblina from Our Real Monsters. 
you got like half the cast of SpongeBob because that's still Nickelodeon's flagship show, even after all this time. You got some Ninja Turtles in there. You got Zim from Invader Invader Zim. You've got fucking Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. You got Reptar from Rugrats. And uh, what I am most excited about is Powdered Toast. Powdered Toast! Man. man yeah i fucking love powdered toast man i have a i have a statue of powdered toast man in my kitchen no joke um yeah i, I sincerely hope for your sake <laughs> that this we game better is get like... really really big man from from rocco's modern life so we can have powdered toast man versus really, really really big man. i really hope for your sake that this game is like thirty dollars, because God bless you if you spend sixty dollars on this fucking yeah, game. Yeah, I don't want to spend that much on this game. Uh, likely but... to be a trash, a trash heap game that <laughs> yeah. comes out. Um, that being said, I'm absolutely fucking playing it because it's hitting that nostalgia button in my brain. This feels like the perfect drunk party game for millennials. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm um, ready for it. I only know like, I only know like. Like less, I know less than a third of these people, but um, hey, man, to be to be perfectly honest with you, I'm shocked that it has taken this long for something like this to come out. Um, f- like, like Nickelodeon, like you said, like it's it's there. There are a ton of of people who grew up watching all of these shows. And for, you know, PlayStation All-Stars to have have existed before right. this seems kind of silly to me. But yeah, I'm hey, uh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for some Rocco's Modern Life representation on this roster. Um, I got that's basically you. it. I, I, I would like to see like I'm glad we've got powdered toast, man. That's fucking incredible. Um, I, uh, I really think they missed the boat on PlayStation All-Stars like they should have just shamelessly ripped off smash brothers it would have been 10 times better if they didn't just have that weird fighting system yeah in the game um but uh, like uh, no we got to get a doug representative in it doug has to be in it and doug has to no no it has to be it has to be quail man it has to turn into quail man he has to turn into quail man for his for his like 100 percent has to be quail man yeah so so there so there's that um I'm fuck it. I'm I'm gonna play it and I'm gonna have a rowdy good time. Or what what if they like the game is good or not? Like they could they're not leaning hard enough into what this could be. Like like you could easily start incorporating like the live action characters. Like you could do like Pete and Pete and they'll be like ice climbers in the game. And like (laughs) they put Pete and Pete in there. Yeah. Like so get get Carissa. Or you could you could do like any team from Legends of the Hidden Temple and have it be a palette swap, but they would all function the same. You know what you know what Legends like Legends of the Hidden Temple's gonna be a stage, right? Like it's gotta be a stage. Oh yeah. Yeah, Like it it you have to have Olmec in the back. Right. Um Double Dare, like me, oh, like, like a double, dare, double stage. dare stage. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, Mar- like Mark, Sum- the, Mark Summers can be an right. Give, give me a double dare stage. Give me a a guts stage, like on the oh, aggro crag. You can do the aggro crag. Yeah, I'm buying into this game now. You, 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 you swayed me. You swayed <laughs> me, but, pushing, but only, only. Well, again, they have they button. have to hit the right form of nostalgia for me. Like, like I'm not, I'm not a big like Nick Tunes guy. Like, I used to watch the live action stuff because that's the age group that uh, I was. Like that can I get Clarissa? Yeah, 
She, all right. she explains no, okay. it all. All right. Yeah. Calm down. She Calm down. It all. Me, I don't want to get excited. Give me Clarissa with her pet alligator. <laughs> like, could you think, could you imagine all the assists that can be in here? Yeah. Right. Like, like, you just like, if you don't know what to do with someone, like, like throw Keenan and Kel in as like Hell some sort of assist yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Like you gotta, you gotta go deep, man. You gotta can go we get and, like it would be really really meta, but can we get a like a really low poly Nick Arcade stage? <laughs> <laughs> What's Mike O'Malley doing? He could be like the announcer in the game. He did a lot yeah. of and stuff. Um, so another unexpected happening. So apparently, what this has been attributed to, there is a streamer uh, whose name is Asmongold. That's it. That's his. That's how what he goes by. And if you've he's not like heard of him, big wow. Streamer. Yeah. Best thing you've not heard of him is because he's, he's a huge wow streamer. So if you play wow, I'm sure you've heard the name. So he apparently had, he apparently decided, I don't know why that he's going to, he was going to play final fantasy 14 for the first time. And he's going to play it live. And he, and the stream was watched by over 200,000 people. And apparently he liked it. And so this extra attention being shown on the game, I guess, has gotten Final Fantasy XIV to blow the fuck up, including by our very own Carrie. I didn't play because of this guy. <laughs> it just I don't even know happen. who he is. Um, <laughs> like. Here's but, the thing. So he apparently started streaming FF14 like a week after I started playing. Okay. But yeah. There's there's a lot. So of what you're saying is you start you started the you started it was the, me. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, and then, As, and then Asmongold was like, man, Carrie's playing Final Fantasy 14. I should probably check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's so popular that Square. So like the game's available for free to download, right? Like you can download as much as you want. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that each of those free downloads had a key associated with it. Like the, it, it right. makes sense when you think about it. It's just a key that you don't pay for. They ran out of keys. Like, like, like they ran out of keys to the, at some point where they could literally could not issue new copies of the game out to people who were curious to try it. Servers are at capacity. Yes. Yeah. Um, that being said, it hasn't really impacted my gameplay at all. I haven't experienced any kind of lag or anything like that. But yeah, there's you can tell that a lot of new people are playing because there's a lot of uh, people with this little little sprout icon next to their name and that means that they're new. Um, so yeah, whole whole lot of people playing FF14. Now, Micah, uh, I understand that you being the voice of reason when it comes to withholding from indulging in vices is not necessarily, you know, however, you are a lapsed final fantasy 14 player. Mm-hmm. Stop me from playing this game. Stop, stop me from at least <laughs> downloading this and checking it out. Uh, you don't have the time. Fair enough. Good, yeah, good that's call. that's you what I would say. Don't have good time. call. Look, because because if there's one thing I can get swept up in, it's a good zeitgeist. I'm just saying, like 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 if a zeitgeist comes along, I will get carried away in in the upward current of it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's worth the monthly fee. Uh, and if I had the time to play it, 
I I probably wouldn't have stopped, but it because it never felt like work. Like it got to the point in Final Fantasy Eleven where Eleven felt like work, and I was in a West Coast like link shell, so they mm-hmm. would they would want to do things starting at like eleven o'clock and at my time, and I'm just like I can't I can't do this anymore. But uh, I never got tired of Final Fantasy fourteen, and um. I just don't have. I just didn't have the time to play it. So that's fair. I I probably don't have the time to play it. In, no, in you really honesty, don't. So. <laughs> you really don't have the time. It's to it's going to be enough of a feat to be able to tackle Persona Five. So, <laughs> and then there's other stuff. So cool. Yeah, I won't play it then. I I I admit. <laughs> I mean, I admit I'm curious. Um, because from what I understand, like FF14 is a is a one of the few games that while it requires a lot of hours of you, it does actually respect the time that you're putting into it. That's kind of the impression that I've gotten from what I've heard about it, at least in this new version, uh, since, you know, obviously the initial loss was a train wreck. Um, sure was. Yeah. Yo, that I played that initial, I was so excited. And then I was just so defi- like, I just, I was like, I don't, I was so sad. Like I was sad. And and when it, it it died and came back to life, it was a it was like a miracle. Yeah, because they believe. fired their whole creative team that worked yeah. in the original version <laughs> and brought in a new team. Like literally, they were like they they like demoted the guy who was the director on that game, and he eventually left the company. It was a whole thing. Like, um, I'd like to to blitz through these last stories. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Atlas announced that there is several Persona projects coming down the pipe. Yeah, I put this on there. Um, this this broke today. Um, September is the 25th anniversary of the Persona franchise. Um, so uh, they are currently teasing seven Persona related project announcements, which could be anything from like new games to uh, anime series and shit like that. It could it could be anything. We're expecting a couple new games, and they also basically have said that Persona 6 is sort of in pre-production right now. Um, so, yeah, um, some of the stuff that they are teasing includes these, like, little boxes that say secret on them. And uh, we're sort of anticipating seeing, like, a new character or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, who knows uh the thing that i am hoping for the most as far as this persona celebration is them releasing persona 3 on pc so that i don't have to play it on a tiny television on a ps2 in my basement so i can play persona 3 whenever i want i just don't want to play it on a small i mean look that's fair I i feel like that's a fair thing uh summer games done quick uh had their stream over the holiday weekend i wish i remembered that it was happening because yeah. i would have wanted to watch some of that stuff but uh i watched I a lot of it uh very good uh they came in at a total of 2.8 million raised for doctors without borders which is great um the donations from this latest summer games done quick means that the gdq marathons over the last 10 years have now raised more than $34 million for charity, with most of that having gone to Doctors Without Borders from Summer Games Done Quick and the Prevent Cancer Foundation from the Winter Awesome Games Done Quick. Uh, there's There were a lot of really good runs. My favorite was 
obviously the Golden Sun, the Lost Age run, which was happened last Wednesday. Uh, Plexa turned that game inside out. Um, that game still takes me a really long time to finish. That game's like a 35, 40 hour game for me. And he finished it in six hours. Um, the only the only one that I did get to catch some of was uh, of a streamer <clears throat> named Danger doing a Mario Odyssey uh, speed run. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the efficiency to which he was collecting moons is yeah. insane. And in he was game. doing what's called Takatu for Scent, where he had to go get the moons that the Takatu specifically referred to. Yes. Um, but like, so no, that, no, knows exactly where they are, like the mm-hmm. best route to get to them. Like, just not, didn't you have to think about it. Just like, oh, this moon. Okay, cool. Like, we're going here and, and this other thing. I'm like, I don't want to know how many hours you've sunk into this game but it's probably just a just a ridiculous ridiculous amount yeah um google stadia still around somehow uh they're now starting in october going to be giving an 85 percent revenue split uh for games released after october 1st to developers uh the split apparently though is only for the first three million dollars earned and is only lasting until 2023 and apparently Google has been giving uh, 70% of Stadia Pro monthly revenue to developers that have games on the service, which is more of the traditional 70-30 split that we typically see uh, in the industry. Uh, I guess it's good that this extra revenue is headed their way. Why you can't just do a permanent 85% share and make it retroactive, I have no fucking idea. Your Google, this <laughs> you don't need the money like that badly, I, I don't feel like. Um, so yeah, once again, Epic still definitely the most developer friendly of the, uh, PC based, uh, services. And then finally, Ghostwire Tokyo has been delayed into 2022. We don't normally mention game delays, but I wanted to mention this one because they are doing it to quote, protect the health of their staff working on the game. Now, I don't know if this is related to crunch or if this is related to like, we really want to get people back in the office together, but you know, coronavirus is still kicking off in Japan like crazy right now. And we don't want to have to force people to do that either way. I think it's a good look for the developers from Tango Gameworks. So good, yeah. good on them. Uh, wait a little longer for your game again. Take care of people that make your games. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, post office me. time. Yeah, uh, no, it's 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 uh, oh. Amazon read time. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just uh, off 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 the ball because <laughs> I I went to densepistols.com slash Amazon and uh, I bought a, a swing set and uh, I spent a work day over two days uh, trying to put it together. Uh, if you want to be ridiculous and and buy a and buy a child's swing set and fort uh go to densepixels.com slash amazon um that was a very that was a very dad thing of you to do yeah yeah i'm i'm told that uh i'm supposed to do stuff like that now um the wife said hey i really she 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 guilted me into it right she's like i know what i want for my birthday like what she's like i want this swing set for maxwell and i'm like all right, y'all. Like one, that's not going to be your birthday gift, right? <laughs> like, just, just, just say, let's get this right. And so we got it. And um, at 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 densepixels.com slash Amazon, and it uh, 
it i was i was like oh i could put this together you know i used to put together all my ikea furniture i could put this thing together right and then no nah, nah, you need you need two people you need two uh, people i had a I, I recently put together a patio like rocker like like uh-huh. the bench size ones and that's like probably a quarter of the size of whatever you were doing and it still mm-hmm. took me like two hours to do that shit mostly by myself yeah yeah it's these hard. things ain't no joke man these things ain't no joke but he he seemed to well when we when i first put him on it the first words out of his mouth were i want to get down and i'm just like wow like, like just like you um you mm, okay all right all right but he likes it now because his little neighbor girl comes over and she plays with it too so uh if you want to uh do a dad thing go to dunspixels.com slash amazon and buy your child uh, a, a uh, an outdoor playset. Uh, Daniel asks us: Do you guys have a lot of time for your video games, or do you game whenever you're in the mood? Um, when I'm in the mood, but I I I don't have a lot of time. I'm I'm relegated to uh, playing games at night now. Uh, if I'm if I'm really busy, like sometimes if I'm not busy at work. I'll I'll play during the day. That's how I got through Mass Effect so fast, right? But um, if I'm, you know, work's kind of picked back up because it's construction season, and and um, so I'm usually relegated to playing games at night in this room with headphones on because my son's room is next to me, and I don't want to wake him. And the TV's on his wall, so I don't want to wake him. So. Yeah, and then I only have a certain amount of time because I'm old and I got to get to bed. <laughs> so I got like two solid hours of gaming time. Yeah, I mean, I sort of play whenever I work from home. So yeah, <laughs> for for that. me, it's it's it, when when I am home, it's when the mood strikes. Like there's sometimes where I just when I get home, like I'm really jonesing to play something I was thinking about during the day, basically, or, you know, or vice versa. And and again, that's kind of one of the other reasons why I'm really like trying to the cloud or not the cloud shit, but the uh, remote play shit as well on the phone, because that way, like, I don't have to be away from my family. Like, even if I'm trying to play something, like if I'm just chilling and they're like, oh, you can chill. But yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I'll still hang around. Like, you can still be present, but, you know, not present simultaneously. So. So that works out pretty well. Uh, Rev asks, what games do you wish were backwards compatible that aren't? You um, mean games that, from previous generations that I wish were playable on current consoles? Yes, I'm assuming that that's what we're going with. Uh, the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker remasters for Wii U. I wish you could play on Switch. I don't have a specific game to call out. I just wish it was way easier to play games from previous console generations. Like we shouldn't have to wait for these grandiose HD remasters or stuff like that. Figure this shit out. Just figure it out. It can't be that hard. I mean, Nintendo's put a ton of shit on SNES and NES online. They should have more. Right. Can't like, like I would think that at the very least, if you're like Nintendo, right, you could build an emulator. Right. They have it's, like, like that's yeah. literally what the that's fucking what like SNES and NES things are. They are basically just big emulators that play the game. So, yeah, I don't know. Make it easy. I, um, I don't, um, I don't have an answer cause I generally don't, 
unless I really like the game, I generally don't go back and play old games. Like last game I did that with was um, Asura's Wrath. And just the loading was just like, I can't, I can't take it. <laughs> but, but, but imagine getting to play that on your PS5 where the load times would be non-existent. Right. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like, like it would load lickety split. It, it should be easier for you to play Asura's Wrath on your PS5. Yes, it should. Honestly, that's half the reason why I've enjoyed like Nocturne and Persona 4 Golden mm-hmm. on PC is because those were PS2 games. And so playing them on my gaming PC means that they run much faster in general. Yeah. So, yep. uh, Cam asks Money in the Bank this Sunday, who do you people <laughs> have winning the briefcase, briefcase this year? I got to admit, I'm not really, um, I'm not really following the wrestling as much as I might like to right now. Uh, I would say that for my money, uh, the most interesting winners from a storyline perspective would be Alexa bliss on the women's side of the bracket. And who's the, I got, I got to see who's the, who's the top men's heel. That's in the money in the bank match. Seth Rollins. That could be interesting. Because of the whole Roman Reigns uh, connection and the fact that both of them are just complete shit heels right now. Right. So that could be good. Um, who else is in the men's match? I'm, just I'm going I'm going the opposite way. I'm going the uh, I'm going the face on the men's side uh, with big E. Um Partly because I just I, I I'm, I'm I'm trying to will it to happen. Actually, you know what? I will I will side with you on that because I feel like that Biggie with the briefcase yeah. would be incredibly entertaining. Yeah, just like like uh, I, most of these guys, I think have like programs that they're already in, mm-hmm. uh, but Biggie doesn't. Um. And then the women's side, uh, I think I think TBD is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think honestly, that's 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 who I whoever it is, that's probably who's going to win. It won't be Oscar. It won't be Zelina Vegas. She just came back. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan. It won't be Naomi. Thanks to her husband, um, Alexa Bliss. Maybe. I would hate for it to be Natalia, but just because I don't find Natalia interesting. Mm. So whoever it is, I think has a has a good shot of winning. Well, I mean, it, well, if it's T- if TBD is Becky Lynch, then that's then that's right. Like, come on, that's the ballgame right there. <laughs> um, Trey asks odds that Konami puts out a Metal Gear anniversary collection like they did with Contra and Castlevania. Get the fuck out of here. Like it's gonna, tough. It's yeah. it's interesting. I feel like it's almost a damned if they do, damned if they don't, don't kind of situation. Because if they do, they're going to get shit on because of their falling out with Kojima. And if they don't, then people are going to complain because they didn't do anything. Is it Metal Gear or Metal Gear Solid? Or are we, well, me, are so, we assuming it's Metal Gear Solid? I, I would assume it's Metal Gear Solid. Um, if it's Metal Gear Solid, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But what an, wait, what anniversary? Oh, I guess next year's 25th anniversary, isn't it? Or not next year, but 2023 uh, is the 25th anniversary for Metal Gear Yeah. Solid. 2023 would be 25th yeah. anniversary. I mean, look, they yeah. should. Um they won't. And 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 when they do, like it's 
like I I think Carrie's right. It's a no win situation for them because it's not going to be perfect. Because even if they do, like, I would imagine that Metal Gear Solid 4 is not going to be on there because I don't know what the right situation looks like around that game. Um, it'll probably be low. Like, they'll probably do 1, 2, and 3. It'll probably have Portable Ops and Portable Ops Plus on it, which is fine. Um, but they'll be missing some games. Uh, I'll be I'll be mad because they, they have they, – they'll ignore the Metal Gear Acid series, which I liked and nobody <laughs> else did. <laughs> I like Metal Gear Acid, goddamn it! I played both of them and beat them both. Give me card-based, turn-based uh, strategy all day long. What a good game that was! And they and, and honestly, they ignored it existed. Honestly, I would just, I would just, I would, I would be satisfied if they even just put out like the uh, all the cutscenes, like like what we're doing with the men with the golden tongues. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me that. I'll be fine with it. Yeah. So it'd be cool if they did, though. Like I said, they'd be, they'd be cool if they did. And then, like, when they put it, but if they put it out, like, they're going to put out the original version of one. And people are like, well, why didn't you put out uh, Twin Snakes? The Twin Snakes is a better version of the game. Why? Like, 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 it's going to, like, that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be what happens. So, yeah. Um, I don't think we will get it because Konami doesn't give us nice things. So. No, no, it's not a pachinko machine. So I don't <laughs> think we'll get it. Um, Mark asks, are there series or studio quirks that make you feel like you can predict how games will go? Uh, He says, for me, it's stuff like Far Cry where you know there will be two choices at the end and they're both morally (laughs) ambiguous and try to make the antagonist an antihero or Bethesda games being a bit off in the feel and soul department or certain games. I disagree with that. (laughs) I knew you would. Or certain games assuming you feel much more of an attachment to certain characters. I also disagree with that. I think if a, if a JRPG has good writing, then yeah, you get attached to the characters. That's the point of a good story. Yeah. Uh, for me, if I'm playing a game developed or published by Atlas, typically a, something within the larger umbrella of Shin Megami Tensei, I know I'm going to have to fight God at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. In every every Persona game, you fight God at the end. In Nocturne, you have to fight God at the end. Like... <laughs> everything in a Shin Megami Tensei associated title ends with you flying up into the sky and punching God in the face. The other thing about all those games, uh, Universal, Persona, SMT, Digital Devil Saga, all of them, they're almost all about, uh, rather than good versus evil, it's almost always uh, law or order versus chaos, which mm-hmm. I have always found really interesting. So, <laughs> trying, to, trying to think of stuff that... Uh is like are like like almost like signatures of of different studios uh i mean nowadays like if not if naughty dog puts out a game you could be sure it's going to have uh it's gonna be a third person action game with with light stealth elements in it yeah uh, that's a guarantee yeah <laughs> god damn like there's a reason why naughty dog's production value is off the chart because yeah, they, they keep the making the same they keep making the same game <laughs> over and over again guys yeah. uncharted and the last of us they are, are the, the same, same game it's just that one focuses more on the action and one focuses more on the rudimentary stealth yeah. They are like, flavored the differently, game. but they are the same game. <laughs> one right. is just a little spicy. <laughs> one, one, one game you actually have ammo, and the other one not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now watch them come out with something completely out of left field. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Change of pace would be nice. 
Yeah, um, I can predict when Square announces a JRPG that it's going to be at least three or four years before I actually <laughs> see it. Uh, that's that's a pretty good indicator of, of things to come. Um, I can also predict that if it's a live service game, this isn't studio specific. Um, it's they're not going to. It's never going to quite figure it out up front. Like 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 I'm baking in expectations of Rocky Road from a content standpoint uh, from the get go. Until they, until they figure out what the game is, and you can't figure it out until you get millions of people playing it. So yeah. Uh, Romarius asks, "What games do you would you rather just watch the gameplay or story of rather than actually playing it yourself?" Metal Gear. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love the story of Metal Gear. I ain't ever gonna play any of those yeah. games though. I'm tr- I'm trying to think if there's any series that I'm that I find so interesting that I want to experience it, but I do not at all want to play it. I don't. I don't, I feel like I need the actual immersion in the game to really enjoy the story that it's telling. There's uh, there's not a whole lot of games that I've watched like Let's Plays for that I haven't either either then wanted to play or wanted to get more of, even though I'm like I'm not touching this whatsoever. Um. Maybe a Rockstar game, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe like a maybe like a Grand Theft Auto. Uh, any of them, I I find their stories interesting, but the the way the story is told, it's told a lot through gameplay, right? Like the mission structure is very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like here's a cutscene introducing the mission. You go do the mission, and then maybe you get a cutscene afterwards, or you just like you're done, and then you go to the next mission. Um if there was a way to kind of string those along a bit, um, Disco Elysium is, uh, is, is an interesting game, mm-hmm. um, with a, with an even better story. And I find myself like just wanting to, just wanting to hear the story. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like that game would be a great podcast to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the, the the games where narrative is first and foremost uh not saying that this person makes quality narrative but i'm using D- david cage as an example right like he doesn't make quality narrative but if the narrative was quality i would watch it um that's interesting that's an interesting way of putting it yeah yeah like his production it, value is good Right, his but production sure value did. is off the charts, but he can't make a decent game. No, to save his life, he sure um, did. Fucking Martin Luther King, Andrew. Yeah, didn't yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, all right. That dude's like, an asshole. I find that story interesting enough. I just don't want to go through the motions and the stupid bullshit and the like. Oh, you have to move the joystick down and like i don't want to have to do a quarter circle motion to open a door you know what i mean (laughs) like i I don't want to to do all that um as much as i love playing spider-man like i've like i could watch i could watch all those cutscenes again Mm -hmm. by themselves because it's a good story and um any one of those telltale games again uh, very clunky in terms of actually moving from one place to another but i think the stories are interesting Uh, Finally, Johnny asks, have you guys ever gone down the YouTube rabbit hole to watch reviews of some of your old or favorite games get eviscerated or praised? 
nope, I don't give a shit what other people think about the games that I like. I like the games that I like. No one's going to change my mind. I am supremely guilty of doing this. Um, <laughs> well, but but not not because I don't care whether they give it like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like I'm not I'm not there for like the eight minute like rev- like just straight review of the game. Like okay, if you, I, yeah, if you, I'll, if you I'll have, say like. like I'll I'll watch like retrospectives of games that yeah, I that, enjoy. That, that's but what I'm talking I'm, about. Like like I'm like if you're gonna be critical of a game that I have a or or not critical of of, of a game that I have a severe attachment to, I'm curious to hear why you think that in in the same way that I'd be curious to read you know to watch like a film critique or something like that of a of a movie that I really like to understand to to try to gain greater insight into it and to kind of like help you know, see where my own feelings stand, you know, based on new angles being presented to me and stuff like that. So like, like I very much enjoy that kind of stuff. If it's like the fucking five minute IGN review of a game I played five years ago, they like thought, no, I'm not, I'm not wasting yeah, time no, with that. Like, <laughs> like that's not, that's not what that's for. So, but no, you, yeah, yeah, I, you spend I, way too much time I, on YouTube. So I agree. I haven't done that a lot, but um, you know, I've, I've done it with games that, like I, last time I did it was with Final Fantasy VI. Like this one guy who had a, you know, it's his favorite game ever, mm-hmm. right? And he explained for forty minutes why it's his favorite. Was, game was ever. this the was this the pro Jared? Uh, yes. Review? Yeah, yes. I, I, Dude, he fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I look. Look, it's the only video I've worst, seen. Man. It's the only video of his I've seen. Oh, um, good. Don't watch anymore about- because he's <laughs> dude. He fucking sent pictures of his dick to teenagers and oh. like cheated on his wife. Like he oh. sucks. Oh, I know all that. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, now I feel like uh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. I did not know that either. Yeah, <laughs> you learn something new every day. I sure do. Um, but yeah, so I well, I I I don't often do this either. Um, the most recent uh, speaking of YouTube, the most recent episode of No Clip that came out uh, is a kind of like a documentary on the Demon Souls remastered, um, which I think is interesting because it's actually focused more mostly on. Uh, Blue Point Studios and how they basically take this old game that is beloved and modernize it because they, you know, Blue Point also did the Shadow of the Colossus remake that came out a couple years ago, right? And, and the Uncharted Collection remake as well. So give yourself a a watch on that if you're inclined to uh, to to be interested in that sort of thing. It's about an hour long. Um, I'm most of the way through it now, but it's pretty good. It's it's a very interesting process uh, to see what they go through to keep the same spirit of the game, but also modernize things uh, to make yeah. them more palatable. Look, I I love a good video essay. I love a good analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not interested in reviews. I'm I'm interested in retrospectives and and analysis videos. Yeah. Um, look, my favorite gaming related YouTube channel is Eight Bit Music Theory, um, which is a deep dive into how video game music is written and why things work the way that they do. So. There's a lot of really good video game content out there on YouTube and a lot of really bad video game content. A lot of really bad video game, game content. But a lot, yeah. but a lot of good stuff if you if you sift through. Uh, enough of it. Fortunately, uh, this piece of really good video game content on the inter- on YouTube uh, has come to an end. So uh-huh. make sure to uh, to send us questions in the post office, denspixels.com slash fans to get on the Discord channel. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Doesn't matter what app you get podcasts with. I guarantee you Dense Pixels is in there. And you know what else is in there? 
all the other TNP Studio shows. You should subscribe to them too while you're there. Go on YouTube, mash that subscribe button as Mike is partial is saying. Click the like. Let us know you like it. YouTube.com slash Dense Pickles. And then you can follow us all on Twitch. I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. And Carrie is Suppet's Carrie. Yep. Uh, quick heads up. I am doing Extra Life again this year. I haven't settled on which game I'm going to do yet, but more details on that. Is it going to soon. be Golden Sun? No. <laughs> is it going you- to be Golden Sun 2? No, it's I. It I thought go- <laughs> about doing a Golden Sun since this is the 20th anniversary of the franchise. Uh, I want to do something that people can be a little more involved in and like donate towards. I was thinking Fallout New Vegas and have people donate towards which which of the four routes mm-hmm. I I go for. So that that might be what I do. So very interesting. So yeah, uh, that's it for us. Thank you guys again very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next. Time. See ya. See ya.